Welcome to the Big Roy Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Big Roy. This is a podcast about the Marvel Strike Force mobile game on Apple and Android. I'm going to play around with the format a little bit, streamline a few things, keep it a little shorter so I can edit it faster, get it out quicker and more consistently each week. If you'd like to support the show, there are two ways you can do that. The absolutely free way is to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. I'll read it on the air. Or if you'd like to help financially support the show, you can do that through my YouTube memberships, Big Roy Awesome on YouTube, or at my Patreon, patreon.com slash bigroyawesome. Several different levels you can choose from. I've got two new ones. First at the 99.9% free-to-play level is Halcyon Days. And a brand new dolphin, the Dawkins, joining my other dolphin, Slim. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate that. All right, so we're going to move right into the news. The new blog post came out, and Yellow Jacket's kit came out. He's going to be part of the Pimtech team. Looks like they're Dark Dimension, mostly. He looks pretty good from his kit. I'll just touch on the few things I like about it. Uh, on his basic, it's a double hit, so that's good if they have death proof or uh, evade, so always like to see that. He attacks and then does a bonus attack for damage, so that's good. His special steals health, which gets around heal block, which is always good. Gives them evade and regeneration. And in Dark Dimension, prolongs all positive effects on him by one, so that's good. His ultimate is pretty good too. He gives himself offense up, then he attacks the primary and adjacent targets. And on kill, he applies two random positive effects to self and all Pimtech and Villantech allies. And then he repeats the attack, targeting the most injured enemy. So that's very awesome. If he can set up like a chain kill, get everyone low, he might be able to go off and then get everyone buffed up. So just right off the bat, you can see he's going to work great with Ultron. I mean, we'll have to see how the rest of the Pimtech team comes out. I wouldn't max out your Ant-Man and Wasp right now. Wait and see how they're going to buff them. You might end up only using one or maybe even neither of those. Depending on how it comes out, he might work better with more villain tech or, or the new Pym tech character. So I, I wouldn't take up Wasp and Ant-Man right now too high. Just wait and see. That's how I've been able to be successful for so long in the game. Not spending and keeping up with the whales and the Krakens is holding off until I absolutely need to take up a character and get immediate benefit from them. If you take them up and they end up being underwhelming then you'll be wasting all that gear and you might not even use them so just wait wait on wasp and ant-man for now uh then also you got his passive while he has offense up he gets 20 percent speed and 25 percent drain so that's very good again working great with ultron who's given offense up with his bot so I i'm seeing that team up right there right out of the gate and in dark dimension gain 20 percent damage for self and pym tech allies so definitely big focus on Dark Dimension with them. He's the second character now that has Dark Dimension only stuff. So we'll have to see how the rest of the Pimtech team comes out and if it's worth taking them up for Dark Dimension 4, which they did tease a little bit in the Strike Time video. Not a huge fan of what they said because they said they're going to keep the legendaries to their own nodes, the legendary characters. So you can only use legendaries on the certain nodes that are legendary only, and then on the other types of nodes, you won't be able to use legendaries. So we'll have to see how that plays out. So that kind of sucks because, uh, well, for one, you're going to have to take probably at least four to five legendaries for those nodes. So that's four to five you got to take to T15. You can't use them on other nodes. So it's going to be another huge uh, resource sync to get into there. That's why I'm not going to rush into the Dark Dimension 4. I'm just going to hang back and get in there when I get in there. 
Uh, Dark Dimension 3 rushing into that and being one of the first content creators to finish almost made me quit the game. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it a little easier this time. It's going to be a huge race once again for the uh, the big spenders, which I don't do, so I'm not going to worry about that. Also in the strike time, they talked a little bit about the battle pass, how there's going to be missions on it where you use different characters or teams for daily and weekly missions. So that's pretty much what Moondancer and I thought it would be like. They didn't give any details on how much it would cost, if it would cost, how you pay for it, and different levels. So we'll have to see. Still going to be cautiously optimistic about that. Also, another big thing from Strike Time, they talked a little bit about the Greek Raid difficulty selector. So their their latest brilliant idea is, we're going to make it where you can't heal in between nodes and raids. So yeah, that's, that's going to be crap. That's really targeting towards the spenders, so they'll have to take up all these different characters to get through them. But yeah, hopefully the symbiotes will be able to smash it. But of course, they're going to have the, the different node requirements. So yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be iffy on some of these nodes, especially if you got some guys in your alliance that don't have a lot of teams built up. So not really looking forward to the difficulty selector. Now, hopefully they'll make the rewards worth it, but once again, I doubt it because <laughs> when they did it for Ultima 7, it wasn't really worth it. All right, so we're just going to blaze right on into the on-air questions. We're going to keep it short this week. First off from the Blue Divide, Roy, how to use Ultimus. Thanks. I like to use them as a floater, mostly in war, but sometimes in raids too. Uh, he can really plug in really well when there's opponents that have a lot of taunts and or a lot of buffs. Doing that ultimate can just completely annihilate something. It makes Coulson defenses really easy because he just annihilates the shield security. So yeah, he's not top tier, but he's he's fun to play with. If you got a lot of extra gear after doing your two runs through DD3, uh, he, he's definitely worth taking up if you want a good floater uh, for Alliance War and raids. All right, Bloodwalker, are you like me and having the Brewster's Millions dilemma? I have 14 million sitting and a good pile of gold orbs, but no shield training mats or stars to level, and I'm trying to spend 1.2 million a day for the milestones. How do I waste gold at an alarming daily rate? Can I donate it? I <laughs> know uh, I'm still flush on uh, shield training mats. Uh, I still have a few characters that I can level up stars, but yeah, it's like I spend a lot of it on supplies, uh, buying especially the uniques because I'm running low on a lot of those. In particular, of course, alien spores because you want to take up all five of your symbiotes because that team is just absolutely ridiculous. And then there's a few other ones, like I'm buying Superior Unstable Cloth to take Electrode to Tier 14. And then there's also the one, I can't think of the name of it now, but Sinister, Emma, and Taskmaster all use that. So I've been buying that unique. Uh, so there's quite a few uniques you can want to buy them every time you see them. Because if it's like it was data mine, then you're going to need 25 of the regular uniques to get to Tier 15. So you want to be buying those as much as you can. And I've also been buying any like purple gear I have less than 100 of, which has happened more and more as I take characters up as I go along. Uh, and then same thing with orange gear. I also buy any superior basic catalyst uh, whenever they're there. Sometimes if I need to hit the gold milestone for the day. But I still have some characters I'm taking up. So I've been mostly been taking a few characters up. And I've still been spending the 2.4 million each day. The orange gear especially, that adds up real quick. So you should be able to hit that 
pretty quickly if you buy the different orange gear in the supply store each day. Next up from Resrock, do these milestones for anti-venom seem extra crappy this time or is that just me? I feel like I have to blitz more than usual. Yeah, and it doesn't help that it's not really characters you want to blitz for, especially now like Nobu. Although there's a rumor that they're going to buff Hand, so we'll have to see. Maybe it'll be worth it if you don't have him at 7 already. But yeah, it, it really makes it not fun to have to blitz when it's a character you don't care about. But thankfully, it's easy enough. I've just been doing it where I auto it, and then I drop back down to 1 after I do my certain masked characters or whatever so it's not too bad I just have to run through those like two two or three times a day it's not super bad it's not super fun either but yeah it's i, I wish they were running blitzes for better characters for that all right in a big country not counting she hulk in your opinion who is the last useless character they released i know that power creep is a thing but it'd be nice to sit one out uh well i definitely sat out swarm he he just did not look good at all Eventually, I am bringing him up now just for uh, Lion's Ward defense, but he was a definite skip. You didn't need to go super hard for him. And you don't, I'm only bringing up because of the Emma event. If the Emma event was, wasn't here, he'd still be level one. I wouldn't be using him. But yeah, he's pretty much a Lion's Ward only. So he was the, the last, not completely useless, but, but very little use character. So, I mean, we'll have to see what's coming out next. Maybe one of the Pimtex will be a sit-out character. We'll have to see how that team comes out. I doubt you're going to want to take the whole team in there unless they make all of them super good and, and buff the whole team up. So so yeah, we'll have to see how that comes out. So you might be able to sit out one of the Pimtech or if they just have some other random character, you're probably going to be able to skip them because you're going to be wanting focusing on DD4 long-term and then getting Doom from there because you know Doom is going to be absolutely ridiculous so he will be your focus long term in the next six months or so if you're at the end game all right odd good would love to hear your opinion on reminx's recent video the truth about seed theory unfortunately i did not get a chance to watch that before i started recording so i'll have to get to that next week i apologize for that so i'll leave that on here and get to that next week when i have a chance to watch that and finally from moon dancer with all of our predictions coming to fruition what should we do with this newfound power of seeing the future <laughs> Well, I've been able to see the future, at least with what Foxnex is going to do for a while now. So it is quite the curse when you can't do anything about it. So yeah, seeing the future, just, you can pretty much tell where things are going to go. It, it's definitely helped that uh, help the planning and it's like, don't invest in these characters because you're not really going to need them. Invest in these characters instead or just hold all my gear until I know for sure what I want to do. So actually, Foxnex hasn't really been too hard to to predict on some of the things they're going to do. So if you're not a fan of Decker Bane, <laughs> thanks for listening, and that is going to do it for this episode of The Pod. Make sure you leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and if you want to support the show, make sure you join the YouTube memberships, Big Roy Awesome, or go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Awesome. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay tuned and stay awesome. Alright, now that the show can really begin, thanks for not taking up too much time, Big Roy, and leaving more for me. Alright, let's get to these questions for me. Thankfully, not as many this week. Ten was maybe a bit too much, but uh... First off, from In a Big Country, F. Mary Kill, any three Muppets of your choice. Alright, I guess I will F. Miss Piggy, because I like them thick, but she's annoying. Um... <laughs> 
And then I'll marry Camilla the chicken. If I get tired of her, I can just fry her up, have a nice snack, and then, of course, I'll kill the rest. <laughs> All right, Nick Ferry asked, if Deckard Bain were to join MSF, what would his ultimate move be? Please describe damage and buffs applied, stripped. It would be called the worst is yet to come. I'd throw Wurt up into the air as, as hard as I could. And then catch him and slap it down. It would strip all buffs and destroy everything, doing 1,000% damage. <laughs> the worst is Bloodwalker asks Deckard Bane, what is best in life? Well, let me tell you, Bloodwalker, it is best in life to crush the other content creators that deserve it. See them make fools of themselves and to hear the lamentation of their simps. <laughs> Razorok asks, do you take your mask off to eat a ham sandwich or do you just shove it through the vents? Of course I just shove it through the vents. I don't have time to take off my mask. Besides, if I took off my mask, it would be very painful for you. <laughs> and finally, Halcyon Days asks, How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Ha! You're going to need a harder tongue twister than that if you think you can get me. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much wood he could chuck. What matters is, would I let him chuck it at all? Or would I chuck him before he tried to chuck the wood? All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. Keep those questions coming for more Deckard Bane awesomeness. And until next time, stay tuned and stay awesome.